This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. This is Strange Assembly, episode 45, Magnum, part 2. This is Strange Assembly, a podcast about card games, board games, and role-playing games with a focus on the Legend of the Five Rings universe. You can download additional episodes of this podcast via iTunes or on our website, www.strangeassembly.com. While you're there, you can check out our main page or stop in and say hi on the forums. You can also follow those main page updates on Facebook or Twitter. Any comments or criticisms can be directed to chris at strangeassembly.com. Enjoy the show. As I mentioned last time, this episode of Strange Assembly is a rather lengthy segment taken from between the two segments that were featured in episode 45, so keep that in mind as far as the context of our conversation goes. This segment features myself, Chris Stevenson, Randy Slavin, Mike Cook, Jay Earl, and Justin Purdy. Welcome to Yield Grab Bag segment, where we talk about um, bags that we have grabbed. Right? Yeah. I was going to make a similar yeah. joke. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, right. a, well, but just a little less family friendly, probably. Well, um, we'll the it, to leave. It depends on what kind of family we're talking about. <laughs> uh, a, a very uh, upright and uh, righteous family. Didn't you say you're from Ohio? <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, not necessarily my family, but the op- you know, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps families that are, okay, no, they're not listening to this, but we try to act as if they were. Mm. Let's see, so uh, we've had, like, Emperor Edition has been out enough now that uh, some of the production problems have been noticed, but I don't really know what's going on with that, other than there's lots and lots of discolored cards, and oh, some yeah. miscut mm. cards, and... As someone coming back to the game, actually, I was really struck with how apparently there are no pastel colors anymore, and how like all art is really, really dark. And this actually kind of saddens me because I think it, it like the crane, especially. Like I, I really like the crane. I like their aesthetic. April Lee art has been beautiful forever, and I think it's really just like it's kind of gone. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of that. There are still a few artists I think that are still doing it. Like, I mean, Rebecca Norris has done some pretty good. I mean, just to me, like, if you flip over a deck, like, I'll flip over one right now, and I'll start looking black, not black. Like, there's just so much dark art in, in so many different cards. I guess it's really a minor complaint. Also, right. well, Uta more... has some, as I looked at the oh, Kote yeah, no, there's some, there's two cards that kind of have bright art. Well, Kote Pro. I think this might also kind of cycle back to the, um, to the saying about the, uh, print malfunctions or whatever, uh, I've gotten cards that are dark. That yeah. are just actual, okay. like, look like dirt got in there or yeah, something. I've got cards that before. just look like... It looked like someone spilled blue ink on it. There's just a dark blue patch in the middle of it. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of those. I've actually heard I've gotten a lot that. of small cards that look like that. Yep. Okay. Also, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how many Chinese printers they've gone through now. I don't know I don't if know. this is the... I, I can only imagine this a nightmare for them. Oh, yeah. And the back chain texture changes every time. Yeah. Uh, I, the game is still great. I love oh, the yeah. game. Yeah, which may be one of the reasons why the floor rules now just forever and always say you have to use opaque sleeves. Because the reason they first put the you must use opaque sleeves in place was because they kept changing printers. Yep. And 
So they knew that there was inconsistent coloration. I don't know if, if it's just sort of, you know, throwing up their hands and saying, okay, we, we can't, yeah, you know, this yeah. is not working out. So, well, I mean, there are Ember, like Second City does not feel like a lot of the promos that I've noticed. There's inconsistency yeah. in the backfields. Yep. I mean, I remember Magic many, many years ago went through something similar and, yeah, the cards just fell yeah, Well, I think Magic, with its higher profit margins, just they, they're still. I mean, they're still Cardamundi doing their printing, or I mean, they uh-huh. they are not they are not shopping around China for. I don't think for the the lowest uh, price that they can can get. I think they I think they now can just walk up to the printer and say, "Print us eighty gajillion cards." Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I've heard. I heard it was like something where somebody else said that they gave a hint at what Magic is at because they've never said. It was somewhere around like two hundred million a year, or or last year or something. Which right, is right. Probably their. I think it's supposed to. What they think is their best year ever. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that in some discussion on Board Game Geek or something about whether or not D and D had been killed by Pathfinder or was going to be killed by or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't get into that. I, 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 you can't shut me up about that unless you drive a steel spike through my heart. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll have a, a separate segment about that. You can you can uh, record and mail in your rants about presumably how you hate D and D. Yeah, sure. Because there are usually people ranting about how they dislike Pathfinder. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I think that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, yeah, I feel kind of bad that like all the D the D and D four books are. I mean, when when they announced D and D five, like Tower just took all their D and D four books and put it on a half off yeah. shelf, and I'm like, no, I still don't want to buy them. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, yeah. it, well, it sucks too because they were finally going to get to some of their better um, settings. Like uh, yeah. Ravenloft was getting prepped, okay. and it got canceled. I was like, "You guys are idiots." Well, I mean, how scary! Like how, and this is advice to AG: don't sell out to make your stuff dumbed down. But like, how scary can something be if you're like every round I save against everything that's on me, and I can heal myself, oh. and we're all unkillable? No, uh, they, they, they MMO characters. They put in. Um, I mean, some of that stuff I agree with, some of it I don't, but specifically, they put out the Book of Darkness, and it was like, here's how you play these characters, including, like, a vampire, and I had a guy who ran a vampire, and it's like, well, you wear a cloak, and no, look, you, who cares? It, it, it's dumb. It, it didn't feel dark at all. It just wow. feels like another power source. I mean, when you can rub some dirt in it, and your fighter gets a fourth of his hit points back, like, <laughs> you know, like to me, it really just ruins, unless you're playing, like, Gears of War or something, and it ruins the atmosphere. You know, it's like, fighters should be scared about getting stabbed. Everyone should be scared about getting stabbed. d is always, I mean, however it is, there's always somebody standing around who can, like, wave their hands and whisper some mumbo-jumbo, or maybe shout some mumbo-jumbo, yeah. and you get healed. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, as I've said, my main problem was just that never even getting into yeah. the mechanics of it is that, like, I read the 4th edition player's handbook, and there's this vast sucking sound where the flavor <laughs> used to be. I, yeah. to, to me, it just doesn't feel like D&D. I mean, maybe it's some other good game, yeah. but it just well, doesn't feel like D&D. Well, to me, the funny thing is, they went to uh, very long lengths of actually trying, in the base book, Here's how you make your character based off of flavor. Here's all these things. But everybody skips it, including me, basically. Everybody skips it. Go straight to the mechanics, because that's... whatever you, Wherever your mechanics are, that's where people are going to go, I think. I, and, and I actually have had a lot of arguments that, in my mind, like the mechanics really inform the players on what they're well, supposed they to do. Especially for something like D&D, mechanics are flavor. Yeah. Right. I mean, people play... I mean, people ultimately. play to, like, you know, get... I'm in this bizarre prestige class of mine, and well, that's well, my character, Well, even you know? if you set aside that, for any for sort of, especially a crunchy, for, for any kind of crunchy role-playing game like D&D, people are playing with the crunch. I mean, you go back to your just sort of original D&D, and, and interestingly, though all those classes, those classes have these sort of defined roles and defined ways that they play, not the same like sort of MMO-informed roles that they have in fourth, but like, you know, <laughs> your thief, you know, the thief always matters, the cleric always matters, the fighter always matters, which, and they have these different roles mm-hmm. that they play in, in, in the party, and the, but that's all informed by the the mechanics it's not if you're playing D&D you are going to spend a lot of time running around fighting and you are going to probably spend a lot of time crawling around a dungeon somewhere and so the way that your characters mechanically do those things is a lot of the flavor i mean it's 
if we just wanted to sit around a table without any rules and like make stories up and we wouldn't be buying, you know, then they wouldn't be selling books and whatnot. And, and you cannot rely on that for flavor. But when you get to D and D fourth, everybody's just like every single round. I have, you know, like my magic missile is a, right. a thing I have to roll to hit that I use every single round. And, and then it turned to where it's not anymore. Yeah. Well, in essentials, right? They, yeah. They, they, they changed it so it's just whatever you want to. Uh, two plus my int bonus. Yeah. Every round. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Yep. Boom. Boom. That's. Fu- I'm having fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pressing the fun button. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you. I will this. defeat this monster in five rounds. <laughs> yeah. Please let me know when I'm done. <laughs> no, no, as the DM, that's how I felt. Is like, oh, okay, okay, I want to bring the big scary monster that's really hard for the players to deal with. Oh. We play uh, there's a ma- Oh, yeah. there's a mage. Okay. Stay alive for 12 rounds and you win. Yeah. 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 I, I was actually thinking, um, I, don't, I don't know if you feel this way, Jay, having played a lot of the MMOs, but mm-hmm. when I played it, I was like, oh, this feels like dirty. Like I should be like having yeah, a headset no. on. I should not have a tank yeah. in my tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. the DM is for, is to figure out who to attack. It shouldn't be, hey, DM! I, I mark you yeah. and then you can't attack and this yeah. guy... Uh, I, I liked it, but yeah, I would agree that it did feel a lot differently. The one thing I do like about the next one they're putting out is they're putting a lot of this on the table and saying, hey, yeah. tell us what you think. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. like, what what mortality do you want? What should the fighter be? Because the fighter is a big question mark always. You yeah, know, yeah. what how could what magic do we want to do? And they're trying to, you know, get, get it to work for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, kudos for them, even if they don't succeed. You know what we yeah. should add... Spells that save or you die, and a lot of them at every possible level. That would be players. <laughs> players love that. Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back and play second edition. I never. Yeah, I never did like those spells. No, I um, think yeah. they're terrible. Yeah, you're, you're, it's like either the spell does nothing, or the players. Yeah, the players. Yes. Is either dead or incapacitated or. Or that's not. how Warlord worked. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, but let's see. We did. We did before. We talked about the the, D, the, the apparently obligatory D and D segment of our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we mentioned the opaque sleeve, so we finally got the new floor rules. And I know that Yay. a substantial chunk of that delay was. I mean, you had a new events manager who'd come in, and then his oh, okay. his father passed away oh, right when these were like all. The, and rough, he was dealing yeah. with all the Kote stuff coming out, and yeah. so that's one of the reasons for delay. So I was actually a little disappointed in the lack of changes to the floor rules and i don't know how much that ultimately was like we've got to get the floor rules uh, out we yeah. just haven't had the chance or if it's they legitimately okay, we, we actually yeah. don't want to to change these so i mean the the big thing that everybody you know introduction to floor rules is that the x2 system is there now uh, and that's fine and you've still got the traditional cut in although but it's not no, changed cuts. at all yeah. which i think is I don't like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know if I want to use a, a a very firm word like unacceptable or or not. But like, it's still got just really really dumb stuff. Like, if you had like, no, I'm sorry. If if you have a nine player tournament, which granted does not come up a ton, right? Like the floor will say you have to play six rounds of Swiss I if you want a traditional cut, <laughs> which is stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. I don't think that's some other way that I have to. To phrase or soften that, like that. Six rounds of Swiss. Yes, uh, you have to play yeah. round robin up to, to eight, <laughs> up to eight players, I believe, and then okay. six rounds of Swiss from nine to like thirty-one. Then once you have to wow. thirty-two at seven. So yeah, there's there's no need for that. I don't know anyone who actually wants to play that many rounds of Swiss with that many players. I mean, no. that's like four rounds. What what happened to four rounds and then cut the top two? Uh, I yeah, wow. I like the appearance and hygiene thing is still in here. Yes. Yep. It says socially acceptable level of personal hygiene is also expected. So they mean socially acceptable for the real world or for a common? <laughs> they really, they really need to define that because the like, well, two are quite there different. Are, there things. are a number, and there are a number of places where there could have been a little bit more clarity. I know I came on and asked a question about like there's a kind of a I thought not greatly phrased reference mm-hmm. in the X2 rules to where it says, like, uh, do the Swiss rounds in the same manner that you would do the Swiss rounds for the X2. Or, like, as as discussed above, and I'm like, but that contradicts in the number of rounds, and then I realized that, oh, they didn't mean that part of how you did the Swiss rounds. It was just the way you do the pairings and stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't very precise. 
I like this floor rule. A game's storyline and flavor are not excuses for cheating, bribery, or unsportsmanlike <laughs> behavior. Well, I think that's, and I think that's been in there. That's sort of the just that's probably like, been in there a while. Just, oh, yeah, I'm just, a scorpion. That means I get to. Yes, I'm a yeah. scorpion. Or when it used to be the scorpion rule, like which I guess maybe it's the spider rule now too. The scorpion, <laughs> the scorpion player, like tries to cheat you. The spider player punches you in the face. I, I, <laughs> Well, uh, I, I'm actually really sad about the bribery rule. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's transpired to have that happen. Yeah, there was, a, there was a well, deal. Eh, that, well, why don't you say what your opinion was, and then we can talk about many, what the actual rule is. Sure. Many moons ago, um, in Florida, I was uh, playing for playing for first in uh, the end of a cote, and I talked with a dude. And I was like, hey, you know, oh, you never want to coach. Hey, like, hey, what do you want to see happen? And he, I was when you can enlighten somebody. And he was like, I want Saya to be enlightened. I was like, that's a fantastic choice. I don't care about any of my clan. You know what? Let's go Saya. I like Saya. And now apparently they would shoot me if I No, could. you can do that. That's legit? That's legitimate. But the problem is that the, the part of the that sort of deal that you that you're talking about that you didn't mention is the part where you concede, and then he gives you his prizes, the physical prizes he was going to win, which That's is how bad. that would often be bear okay. out. Or like, the, yeah, the winner has the the winner's going to get two booster boxes, second place is going to get a booster box, and so like by conceding, like you concede, but you still get the two booster boxes. That has like that has been commonplace throughout L five R that okay. that that has yeah. happened all the time. It has always been. I don't know how much this is a change in. In what the rules actually say, the, the way that the rules have been written for years now, I think, if you strictly took the bribery rules, I mean, it literally says you cannot provide something of value in exchange for consideration, which clearly that was. Right. But I, I think it was the understanding that no, that doesn't fall within that that category. But then there was this thing that came up at the Emerald Championships. Yeah. Where actually, there was this. There was the original to do was about a a player who had. Offered a thousand dollar bounty or something Woo! like that yeah. for a particular result, basically like in the top four, saying something like, "Well, if if you concede, then I'll choose the bounty result." Which um, I think he may have been the player who was offering the bounty. The bounty. Yes, yeah, yes. he was the player who was offering the bounty. Well, I think the ultimate outcome, the ultimate determination on that was that. There had been a discussion of that, but it was like after the concession had already happened. But then it turned out that you had had a situation earlier in the elims where somebody had offered to concede, and then they got in, in exchange for product, and then there was was trouble involved in that. And so I don't know how much of it is that the well, I mean, the, 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 the rules have actually changed so much and it has been like clarified that that has happened because I think still in here. The rules are not very clear. I think they've actually made the rules less clear because they they have this. I mean, it says splitting non-physical prizes of any form is not allowed, and then you and so there's this big like there's so there's a paragraph about how you period cannot split non-physical prizes, which has been the case for years. The main thing about that is that you can't pass down. You can no longer pass down the story prize, which you used to be able to do. Years okay, years okay, ago. yeah. I was gonna, I was going to ask because I felt like it was talking about non-physical. Prizes, and I thought that meant story anything, and so I felt like any collusion is like they were just gonna no, 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 no. Yeah, you can't. Well, that that the big thing of that is the. I mean, they talk about other contests, but but that I think is part of like you can't pass around. You used to be able to do like I'm playing Mantis, my opponent is playing Lion. I he cares about the story, but I still want like the qualification into the main event. Gen Con, Con. Yeah. So I win with Mantis. But my opponent, I then pass the story result down, and my line opponent picks it as a line result. But they haven't let people do that in ages. But then, having said that, period, you cannot split non-physical prizes. It then does not say that about physical prizes, which, and I, you know, my point was like, well, when you say it about one kind, about non-physical prizes, but you don't say it about physical prizes, that it introduces like ambiguity a, yeah. and kind of implies that maybe you can't. And 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 Nikolaka mine said no, it doesn't, and I still continue to disagree with him. Price splitting can be of the X variety or the Y variety, and you say expressly say X period never allowed, and you don't say that about Y. That kind of makes it at the very least introduces ambiguity about whether or not it's applicable to Y. But then what it goes on to say is off for physical prizes on the splitting prizes section. All it says is offering prizes to better your final placement in the tournament at any stage of the tournament before you have acquired them. 
the, the prizes, is strictly forbidden and is considered bribery. This includes monetary penalties and any physical prizes. So, and so, like, I'm like, so wait, so I what if outside cash is okay? No, no, no. No, no, that, like, that is monetary bounties and other physical prizes are things that you cannot give before you have acquired it. So I'm like, but it's so, only, it's only a prize if you win it. I mean, if I just have money in my pocket. Well, no, that's, know, that's I mean, just, like, that's just flat out. There's a separate bribe. Oh, okay. Like, that's just flat out bribe. This is under squinting prizes. So my question is, well, what is that? I, I couldn't even tell what that meant. You can't, well, you yeah. can't do a prize split until you've acquired the prize. So at well, what point? So last do you... round, I got a booster and it had a really good bear. Here you go. Yeah. So what, well, no, what that, and, and it, but it turns out that what that literally what this is saying, like what you can do, is not something that I think anyone would ever describe as prize splitting. What it permits you to do is after the tournament's over and you've already won, you can give away your prizes. Okay. So the only sort of potentially thing you could talk about is prize splitting that this allows. I think, because I think if you're just flat out giving stuff away, no one would call that prize. Yeah. But, but okay. you can't Isn't have it, any coordination between yourself not. and your super pack on yeah. the opponent it's in the right. round. Yeah, but if you have a... If you're a member of a team, for example, and you have some sort of prearrangement where another team is going to just split up when everybody wins, that's permissible. But I, that's the only thing that I think is permitted that could possibly be described as prize splitting. For for practical purposes, prize splitting is banned. Uh, okay. Not like not because that's really a change in the rules um, in the floor rules as written. It's just essentially a clarification. I that's not something I like. I don't really see any problem with. I think I actually wrote a little article about my sort of position on that. I mean, I don't. That's on strangeassembly.com. I don't see any problem with prize splitting. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're not playing for forty thousand dollars. You're playing for like a I box mean, or two of quarters. Well, yeah, yeah, it, 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 you say that, but there actually have been more real cash bounties right. yeah. offered up. Right. Well, no, uh, bounties is different. The there have been is that is it don't, is it winner? Yep. The the crane player who has on several occasions offered up thousand and two thousand dollar bounties That's, for results. Last year during Cote season, the Mantis players had pooled their money yeah. and were offering multiple thousand dollar bounties. And over that's and actually over again at, the, at the, the end of yeah. the year for the, the province being defended was Q- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ashigata Banachi or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the Saruchi one, yeah. And, uh, and the, they the, kept so for the last, the, the last over two, over. yeah, the last yeah. two, Weeks of the season, that was one of the provinces that could be defended. And there was like a $1,500 or $2,000 bounty if you won that and chose to defend it. And shockingly, the person did that. I'm actually... Because it, hard to throw I, yeah. it wasn't Trevor who would have burned it out of spite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have to admit, I, I start to get slightly uncomfortable when the bounties get that big where it mm. stops being like a, oh, here's a little thing to try to push you one way or the other versus... Like, I'm just, I'd like... I want clearly, to buy my results. Yeah, yeah, clearly I have lots of... I mean, and like, it's not like I can say that there's actually anything wrong with it, but it starts getting a little... But but that's the sort of, like, you can't price split the bounty officially either. And those those bounties, at the end of that tournament, there is no way, like, they, those were totally price split. Do you think the guys at the end of that didn't sit down and be like, okay, yes, we'll each take 800 bucks? And I don't really have a problem with that either, with price splitting on the bounty. I think the only real, like, price splitting I had... Is if you're the guy who offers the bounty, and then like you get to the finals and you're like, well, I offered a two thousand dollar bounty to yeah. defend this province. So if you concede to me, I'll give you half of my two thousand dollar bounty. What you mean? I can't offer a bounty to have me win? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that, that's, that's actually split well, that's actually something that that has not come up yet. Is that theoretically there? There isn't anything that stops you from offering a bounty of... There technically would not have been anything to stop you from offering a bounty of $2,000 for me to win the tournament. And then you get to the final and like, well, I'll give you half the... I'll give you the bounty... I'll, I'll price split and give you the bounty if you concede. Yeah. Uh, because the and the, where and the that didn't they come up, but yeah, I think that, it would have. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that actually, I don't think that that actually would have come up. But I, I mean, it, it theoretically could have been possible. And I, and that's a real corner case sort of thing. But that's really the only place where I started to have an issue with prize splitting. Mm. So especially if you're talking about non, it's, okay, maybe you have the rule for bounties, but I, I mean, people should be allowed to. When you get to the final of the Cote, you should be allowed to have, like, Guy X concede to Guy Y. Guy Y gets the story in the queue. Guy X walks home with the boxes. 
Why is that a problem? That has been going on in LPR like always. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I was worried in Atlanta. I was like, I don't want to break the AEG law. So I was just like, all right, I can see. No, no, that was yeah. And and your and your thing at the end was like, have you won a Cote? No, okay, I can see. Yeah, I, I mean, which yeah. is fine. And you would be permitted to say something like, I think, like, I'll concede if the choice you make is going to be X. Or does does that... my wallet have $1,500? <laughs> <laughs> indeterminate amount of money in my wallet. Yeah, I mean, I think the bribery rule Oops. says bribery is defined as offering compensation or accepting a concession of a match or storyline prize at any point in the tournament with promises of reward to a specific player. I think... I do not think that that would cause any problem with even under the very strict things with with saying like, well, I'm willing to concede with you, but only if your story choice is X. It's still their choice, and it's still for their plan, and they still get to to make mm-hmm. it. But I think, like, if you had said, well, James, I really like this Phoenix character, so I can concede as long as he's the guy you pick to choose to find whatever it is. Or yeah. I think it would be cool if the Phoenix yeah. had elephants, so you have to pick the elephants. <laughs> oh, actually, elephants would be pretty cool. There's yeah, a lot of stables in those choices. Only if they put the bird, the little firebird <laughs> they got, on the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> then I would actually be completely down for this. But no, he picked the... No, um, no, all the way. Elephants ride the firebird? <laughs> No, no, because the elephant is probably going to end up being like represented by a follower. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, it's a follower. The, the phoenix is a personality. It should be a stronghold. <laughs> that, I don't think that so. would be an AG. You can use that. Imperial <laughs> House of the Elephant. AG's like, oh, thank you so very much, Randy. I'm switching clans <laughs> <laughs> to the elephants. Um, no, I think need he, a new clan. He picked the um, he picked the old, dirty, creepy-looking man. So it was pretty cool. Be more specific. We have yeah. a couple of those. It was a Sako Which Japanese means he burns things. <laughs> and I'm not even making it up. <laughs> but he doesn't burn air either. He's an air shooter. He's, he's, he's like a little teeny pun too. Oh, is he zero three? Either that, or it means he's flammable. I'm trying to remember. There should be. There should be there should be a segment on like What's the difference famous again? names in L five R that mean something in Japanese. Yeah, let's what, not like, have Tomago? that segment. Yeah, so everybody knew that. Mongo uh, and Oishi, those are my favorites. Kujin. Yes, I, I believe in in somewhere in the last throws of Roku Cast there was a little bit of that. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, go, so going back to the bribery, if I heard correctly, you said you can't bribe a specific player. So can I just bribe everybody in the tournament twenty bucks if I win? If my everybody round? just drops out twenty bucks. No, 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 not that. Okay, if you cede to me that I win this round, I'll give everybody twenty bucks. I don't know. I think that rewards to multiple specific players would still. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not specific players. It's general players. Yes, everybody, but each each player is still players. specifically. I'm all you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think that's... No, 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 we're the cells. All y'all. All y'all. Yeah. You know who I would really like to see experienced? General Washington. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about him in the storyline? I think, I think, I think experienced <laughs> Benjamin Franklin would be a much more interesting card. <laughs> what, um, is he like a Thundershig engine? And his, and his brother, Alexander Hamilton. Mm, yeah. But, I, I mean, I think the only other thing in the floor rules going back to the, the cuts is... I. In addition to the obvious small stuff, I do wish they had updated some of the things in the floor rules. As I've opined before, the biggest impetus by doing the X-Tooth system is just that people want more people to make the cut, and they don't like it. So we had 79 players. If I had run a, not that I, not that I had to make, not that I could make the choice, but at, you know, after showing up, it was made, I guess only, it, it would have been made at least 30 days before I except the floor rules weren't up. So I had not made the choice yet. With 79 players, if we had done the traditional cut, like that would have been a top That's eight. A top eight. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah. And so what I always thought, like, like that, the cut, no, the number needs to come down for where you click up to a top 16. I don't know if it needs to be like at 65 players you get top 16. I think that's probably what they should do. Like at 65 players, yeah. you hit a top 16, yeah. or even 70 yeah. players, or something less. I mean, at our tournament. Than- yeah, because yeah. at 65 players, it's it's back to like what it used to be. Like, okay, maybe a four or three makes it. Whatever. I like. Well, I mean, even top eight, two five and two guys would have made it. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. I mean, that's it would have been, been like 
Well, I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's reasonable, but I think it's also clearly not what players no. want. And so, well, also, if, if you're if you're feeling conspiracy minded, and you keep in mind the fact that that Nicola and Reese both prefer the five two cut, then you know you could say, oh well, so you've just made it under the stinky old traditional cut rules, where like without trying to lower that, thus making sure everyone is going to run the X two. I don't think that's actually happened. I think it's just as a we didn't have time to like deal with. No need to wear tinfoil hats. But uh, <laughs> but it would be kind of funny if that's what it was. <laughs> I think about the other thing is, like, within the X2, I don't think that there should be six-round tournaments in the X2. Uh, I think when, you look, a lot at, of people making when you look at the little bracketing bracketing in there, if there are six rounds, four twos make the cut, which means a third of the field makes the cut. Mm. Uh, if you have five rounds and four ones make the cut, or you have seven rounds and five twos make the cut, you end up with about 20% of the field, which... Oh, yeah. I, I think is maybe I could stand for it to be a little bit less than that. So like I'd actually kind of if I'd had the option, I would really have just taken a top sixteen and not done the playing rounds uh, because I, I don't think you need that extra round. And I'm not really that sorry. I mean, like obviously those last like it's lousy for those last two five twos who made it in, but almost all the five twos made it in. And yeah. like I, I really do not like like to have the four guys sitting there playing the round and then like everybody else gets a dinner break but they don't and. Well, that's what yeah, they that get a, for not. That's what I know. I'd, I'd rather just yeah. be like, okay, like we're gonna deck check you for for the next half an hour. Go, you know, but one grab of our guys, subway. One of our guys who was like playing that playing yeah. round and didn't get dinner had diabetes and his blood sugar was getting bad. He had someone sneak him in some McDonald's. Well, that was wasn't that was Lee Steele, the guy. Yeah, was, I was. Yeah. I knew somebody had brought him in McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because no outside food or drink was allowed. Was other supposed than to be allowed. Pizza. Yeah. Except I don't think that they were actually selling anything other than candy at the snack bar. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Trevor drink they, cappuccino. Yep. Well, well they saw, uh, they saw food. coffee. I'm talking food. Uh, I'm not sure I understand. But, well, if you're having an issue with your blood sugar, drink no, cappuccino. No, I understand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought you said <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. I did. What, I uh, did. I'm just okay. not functionally um, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, sorry. I, I, and I, I think you probably be better off doing something like sticking at five rounds maybe a little bit longer than you'd like and then just clicking it straight up to seven so you'd have this smooth projection because you actually have these sort of weird numbers where you when you click over from six rounds to seven rounds like all of a sudden fewer people are making the cut you you, yeah. you go from like 13 people make the cut to nine make the cut or something like that. It, I mean, obviously it varies because it's you know it's going to fluctuate depending on exactly how many five twos there are. You, you end up with these really weird sort of numbers and jumps in there. And I wish I know it's kind of counterintuitive yeah. to just jump straight from the five round tournament to the seven round tournament. But I I personally not that I'm saying like it's a huge deal that they didn't do that. But I that's what I like better statistically. Well, we still haven't talked about the Cote uh, <laughs> promo pack yet. No. Let's see. We have retribution on a stick of Akushu's vengeance. I, I don't. A lot less useful when it's telegraphed. Well, <laughs> and blocking your other guidances. Um, yeah. Riotians is to me the standard by which I set all guidances. Um, for a military deck, Riotians is absolutely well, amazing. And you have, so you can basically play with two. You could almost play with two copies of Riotians. Benz so, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Riotians is at. In my mind, infinitely better, simply because it lets you redirect to any card. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you, the Oceans is, period, better than Benton's. Uh, uh, Hofushukiduki's thing is... Hofukushu's. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not terrible, and I think players are going to have an awkward time playing around it, even if they know that it's there. Sure. I mean, they're going to have to alter how they play, and... Well, yeah, you'd have to, like, leave guys back. People will make well, mistakes. Well, it's, it's not hard a good to point. Well, while it's painful to telegraph, at the same time, telegraphing does change your opponent's yeah. behavior. They suddenly go, oh, he's got a province taker over there. I can't just go all in on my attack. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah. it, 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 it telegraphs it in a way badly. that's yeah. probably worse. I mean, I guess it, it, it induces the possibility that your opponent would fail to attack yep. full on when otherwise, when they should. Yes. Uh, you Despite the fact that you have one up, but I don't know that I really want to play a card relying on the possibility that my opponent will make play errors because it exists. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, to me, counterattacks, after playing a Paragon deck with a counterattack <laughs> in it, it definitely changes how your opponent plays the game. Counterattack. Yes, but counterattack is so much. Yeah, Par Paragon counterattack is pretty good. 
And it definitely changes how your opponent plays the game and how they have to play the game. And if I know that my opponent is playing one of the archetypes that is either running fatties with retribution or perfect moment, it changes how I play the game. And so to me, maybe so let's say you can't get your hands much, on Reoceans. How much... I wouldn't play it. Does it... No, no, no. How, like, when you're, I'm not saying, no, when you're playing... You're playing against somebody who's a Paragon deck. So right. You know that they got the perfect moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, how much does that change your deck? Like, you're a lion. Mm -hmm. Like, they, you've got your two guys out, they've got their two guys out, you mm -hmm. want to attack, they might have the perfect moment. I mean, what, are you going to not attack? N no, actually, with uh, the lion know, deck, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have Kamina out. Kamina's a 4-chi defender, um, and maybe I'll look at my hand to see, like, should I actually be attacking? Um, because the, the momentum shift of losing one of your provinces, that inevitably has, that the, has the best guy. Yeah, it's always the one. Yeah, I mean, of course. that is... That right there is it's, it kind of depends on what you've got swing, sitting yeah. in your provinces, well, too. I, I think a lot of times, because I guess my sort of take on that is there's a lot of times, like, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. You have to, like, you can't not attack. Like, yeah. not attacking right. when you need to attack because they might right. have it is going to lose you the game anyway. Right. Uh, what I'll wind up doing, actually, Kamina, I'll either bow for the favor and then straighten with an ageless that I would have used uh, Ancient Shrine. Oh. Sorry. Whatever it is. Um, I thought it was. It is ageless. Is it is ageless? Yeah. I should know my cards. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll keep an extra dude straight in the backfield for that, just so I can favor someone home or something like that. I, and maybe I would use that gold to buy another guy so I get one yeah, less guy. Yeah. I mean, turn. once you've got more guys out, I think that you've got more of a possibility of leaving somebody hanging back. If they've mm -hmm. only got, like, the, the one or the two guys up to counter It's those perfect with. moments on, like, turn three to five that are the killers. I, I, I think that, well, I think the single most brutal one is that you attack in on your turn, yeah, on turn three. You attack in on your turn three, you take their province, and they'd be like... They wipe out your guy, they come back. It's a perfect back. moment, and they take yeah. it. Now, now they're starting their third turn, and, and you're got, out. They, yeah, you, you lost the ability to buy whatever the best personality was you were going to be able to buy, and they normally would be coming and attacking, especially, like, if it's Lion attacking into Unicorn, now they're going to take the second province. Mm. Like you said, it's just a huge yeah. momentum... Yeah. Shift. I don't like uh, the <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, I played a game against a uh, Kensai player. I take an early province. He, on his turn, attacks me, takes one of my provinces. I counterattack, take his province, and his def he, like, moves his dude in to defend. I kill the dude. And then the next oh, the turn, I take over. both that's his provinces, game, yeah. and that's game. I mean, it's... It could have been game, yeah. even if you... Even if he didn't move his guy in and, and get the guy killed, you were still going to take out, like, whatever the one good guy was he was going to buy yeah. that turn. Yeah, true. Uh, but, I mean, let's see. Elsewise in the Kote Pormak, let's see, there's Gozu's Guide, which, assuming you don't actually attach him to Gozu, mm -hmm. uh, two force follow-up for two, that if you're just trying to take the province, is effectively a four or five force follower. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a recon action on him as well, right? No, no. He's not a recon action, but he's, the, the, the penalty he applies to the province strength goes up if you have reconnaissance. Uh, uh, might be. Yeah, I mean, I, there's worse. Not gonna, there's worse, but I don't... Yeah, to me, I see Crane Scouts right now as, in addition to not being a particularly great deck, it really needs, like, every little bit of force it can get. Yeah, I mean, Magayari gets played, and that's three force for two. I mean, I know that's, yeah. like, actual three force, whereas this is basically two force and then another conditional sort yeah. of force, yeah. but... Magyari's also cheating gold maybe, cost and well, crabs, well, I mean, I don't know. Crab Scout's yeah. already wants to play with followers, but everything's just... Decks, your fate decks can fill up so quickly already. Yes. It, it feels like... It's a lot uh, of generic good actions. Expansion, uh, unique event that negates the next time one of your guys is going to die, so long as that's before the start of your next turn. I'm really yeah, curious. Well, a battle, right? I'm really curious why it has jungle. I'm, I know it's in the forest, but... Why not? Sorry, yeah. Because you're, you're expanding into the jungle. I don't know. You're hiding in the forest. It's yeah. It, it, no, it doesn't have to be during a battle. Uh, oh, really? No. Uh, hmm. And it could be on your turn attack, and then on their turn. The, I mean, it, it's a yeah, handy well, effect. It just seems to fall into the category of random. Too random. Too random. Yeah. Can't be relied on. Okay. You don't. I, what usually happens to to a monster. And, and <clears throat> that said, I'm totally putting this in enlightenment. Because it makes Earth so much easier. Yes. That it does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It could make Earth a lot easier. Hmm. Uh, now, Jungle Stockade, I think, will definitely Good be played. Stuff. Three gold, four if it's buying an attachment, and 
Is this the first thing in this arc that lets you transfer an attachment? Yep. It's 7,000 times worse than Wooden Barricade, but that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Wooden, uh, did you see Wooden Barricade? When you I, I know okay. of it. Yeah. So, well, Wooden Barricade worked when it was bowed and yeah. straight to the attachment, whereas Jungle Stuckage. Oh, just, wow. That's, and it was yeah. Yeah. transfer, so everyone yeah. could run it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, yeah, I think that's beatable stuff around. Yeah. Uh, there's Chakara, 5 4 for 7, unaligned Duelist Kensei, who has battle destroying enemy attachments. Uh, now I know the, I believe the Ronin player was pretty disappointed that we had uh, Claire at the Ote was pretty disappointed in that, but that could well be playable, especially out of Dragon. Like Dragon Kensei right now is basically well, running like forty percent of the personalities aren't uh, Dragon, and you're running the four yeah. three Masatani, yeah, who does the exact same ability. Yeah, Masatani is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think he should be run in, in a lot of Kensei decks, just because, I mean, breaking stuff's good, and he's five gold. I mean, he's a seven gold person. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's got normal sorts of, of yeah. stats. It's like real yeah. person cost for his money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he costs nine, you know, and that's, if in clan. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You're, as much as a nine. The, the problem is, yeah, you're, you're paying two extra gold for basically one extra force. I mean, the chi, well, you get chi, you get extra chi, and... The duelist matters more as you got a pyro. I mean, this guy, yeah. like, Chikar, like, your opponent is not dueling. Like, you put a weapon yeah. on him and he's invincible, almost. If, if uh, I remember correctly, a lot of um, Kensai have problems dueling because a lot of the cards have low focus value. Yes, yeah. yeah. The, yes, Kensai cards, but it's a de but defensively having duelist makes you very hard if you run into an enemy dueling deck. Like, if you're a 5G oh, okay. duelist, they usually can't, they can't kill you, usually, usually yeah. Okay. Or the best they're hoping for like is a strike. Wait, wait, I'm not sure I understand. You said dueling deck. That <laughs> we all should like. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, Sorry, honestly, anyone that's listening that believes the duels are I, good. I, I think the biggest problem with Chikara is that he's not legal till July, at which point we'll have embers, and hopefully he won't be as necessary for the dragon deck or well, oh, whatever yeah. other oh, yeah. Kensei yeah. decks want. Well, I mean, but again, I mean, I mean literally, my my Kensei deck right now, at least. And I don't really right, know what the right build of that is. Right no, no, no. But right, but right now, I was going to say, it's I have 22 personalities in it right now. Eight of them are not Dragon Clan. It's mm. not like one expansion is going to come out. I don't... And I'm assuming probably, not. Yeah. The one expansion is not going to come out and push out all of those guys. I mean, Tetsuo XP certainly isn't going to shove out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Clan I mean, champion? It's like Crane's Cup's only reverse. I know he's not a clan champion. He's good enough to be a clan champion. He's he he's, he's ridiculous. I, I mean, he's good. Uh, like effectively, so if he was an in clan personality, he would be five force for eleven with two great abilities. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a clan champion. Uh, I mean, <laughs> my clan champion costs ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you got patchwork armor, so you can just keep piling on the the force. Although I, like I don't it. think people are gonna jump. Like four fours for four gold, people are not going to jump on the the focus effect is not uh, good enough. Then you've got the actual Gozu who does not have an attractive force, but gives a cutie terrain scout thing. He definitely makes your opponent not want to play terrains. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like he is a card that says, "Hey, that golden plains box or whatever isn't as terrible as you think it is." No, I, I still think it's terrible. Actually. Yeah, well, and you, you, it's it's also, but it also is meta against the golden place box. If you are metaing against the golden <laughs> place box, chances well, I, are you have already lost, or you I, are I, the well, best. I don't, ever. I don't think it would be one of those things where you're specifically metaing against it. It would be, yeah. uh, it, it would be like I am concerned about like honor decks running train. I want to be able to blow a flooded pass or something like that. And oh, incidentally, I can. Mm. Not he, that you're going to run into a golden plate stick. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, except in the first round. He would be really <laughs> fantastic at um, being a chump defender. And I know that's really damning him with some faint praise. But, you know, he can go... If you're in golden plains, you can go throw out your one rocky terrain or yeah, hard yeah. darkness or whatever. Uh, let's see. We've got Might of the Sun, seven gold spell, gives you plus four fours. And... And can destroy an enemy card without attachments, but you have to bow your Shigenja unless he's fire or thunder. So, filthy out of yeah. thunder Shigenja, because you can, well, 
it's got a decent force to gold ratio. It's got a fantastic ability with no cost. You can do all the naval stuff if you want with it, right? I mean, I know there's lots of stuff competing for that, but... I, I, I still see that deck running, um, Thunder Shiganja running items sometimes, so yes. yeah, it might take place of some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wormboat is, I, I mean, I, it, it feels like, 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 at first, got, given that their guys usually aren't water to activate the other part of it, I feel like you, it, like, Strength of Tsunami would go out for this. Like, if you were just looking at that straight up comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a solid action. Narrative. Now, Phoenix, you get over to it, and, and Phoenix has the issue where, like, half your guys are fire. And so, you probably have a fire guy you can just put it on, and it doesn't really matter. The, the Phoenix decks that I was seeing, hearing of doing well were, like, Water Shugenja, and they use the whole skipping the puddle BS. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't actually have enough guys to just play one element right. for Phoenix. So, I mean, if you're, if you're playing, yeah, skipping the puddle, and you're just playing the sort of elemental destruction theme, just military Shigenja, which you have a hard time going outside of because their other Shigenja are, are more defensively oriented guys. You're basically playing water and fire Shigenja. I mean, you can push it one way or the other, but I think if you want, you can just, you're not going to run out of space if you just dump all of their fire and water Shigenja in there, except for the guy who's got zero fortune, who's obviously not, you know, yeah. somebody who's he's not attacking. showing up. I don't think he's showing up in that deck. The guy, yeah, I don't think the military deck is going to play a zero force guy, even with a even because he like has to, he has to be at the battlefield too. It's not like he could even. He's not as good as Yobi. So you probably still have a fire Shigenji to put it down on. Does that pull it down too much that you can't? If you drop this on your Cav guy, you well, I guess if you drop it on your Cav guy and use it to make Four it naval, probably, well, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now they're not defending. Aha. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh, you got at least seven Cav yeah. Force, possibly nine. Right. Plus uh, the Phoenix Elemental Destruction, but just straight straighten a guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bowing a guy is definitely a big tack down, so I mean, it's really sexy for Mantis, probably still functional for for Phoenix, although they they don't just as automatically take out Strength of Tsunami because they actually can use yeah. sometimes the water part of the ability. Plus, they want to where they can, although they don't have a lot of options. I mean, I think that deck is one that wants to be like, what are things that that I just are free when I play them with my box? Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We've got Uta to yet another effort at a 0-1 guy for 0. He cannot be assigned, cannot move into attack. He can't be assigned to attack. He cannot be assigned to attack, cannot move into an attacking army, and cannot be destroyed to pay cost. But still... Favor monkeys are always yeah. handy. Lots of defensive honor we play him. Yeah, I mean he's, he doesn't have like he can't do much but favor monkey yeah. because he doesn't bow to any of your actions because they're always looking for courtiers or shigenja or something. He um free personalities always have a way at some yeah. point yeah. of they're, biting yeah design. I guess yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, they're, they're they're trying to put yeah they're, they're definitely low. I mean the last time they had one who. who Bit design though it was like without, I mean it was without any restrictions whatsoever it was just a reprint of Toku and they had to make him unique yeah 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 but this guy you can't just explode him yeah remember Scorpion already has a guy who's better than this Quanchon right yeah I mean Scorpion already has Quanchon right so I mean still being able to like there will come a time mark my words that having a samurai to bow. <laughs> oh no no it will matter. I just I think they've at least taken substantial steps to stop it from being like the stupid Agreed. things happen. Yeah. Let's see we've got profits which lets you kind of funnel if you have extra money when you're buying something you can try to drag it back out later. Does not feel like it's worth it. like you have no. to have it immediately. Yeah. I think there's... So yeah. I just don't see how that's going to get... <laughs> the know. only deck that would consider playing, it's got enough stuff that does that already. Yeah, that deck are... Yeah, Kalani's, right? Yep. Kalani's already has a lot yep. of cards that are blank in a battle. It so... doesn't need more gold. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, and this, although this one does not... This doesn't have any particular synergy with Kalani's. No, no. I mean, other than oh, the fact that sometimes Kalani's just has, like, a bajillion gold. No. Honestly, I most like it for I most like it for Unicorn, hmm. just because with their five production, it's very often that they've got excess gold hanging around. Let's say like play it first turn or whatever. Yeah, I mean, first you got it first turn. And, if you can't yeah. find a Silkworks, well, yeah, first turn is is the big sort of place to buy it. it. You know, you if you have it turn one, 
and then you buy Makoto's Grave and your clan holding, and then you put two tokens on it. Now you basically have got another hold. I mean, you've you've now got another two gold of production on your second turn, which is a big deal. Yeah. The problem is that like if you don't have it on turn one, yeah, it's, it's really going downhill. Now you're probably only like throwing one on it here and there, and just play with one Koku, and yeah, and that even doesn't get played much. You've got Border Markets, uh, which is a region that lets you bow it to pop a follower item from your discard pile onto it. That just doesn't uh, seem like it's going to make the grade. Yeah. No. Uh, and then you've got Well Protected, which is not not shabby. Bow or destroy your armor to negate a guy's destruction. There aren't enough good armors yet, I think, or reason to play them, but negating destruction is a good... I, I, that is a I, good I have thing. my hundredfold cuts uh, still. Mm. I hear that bowing or just, you know, toasting my weapon to negate <laughs> the guy's destruction is pretty solid. Right, I mean, that card might be one of those cards that it makes an armor that's borderline playable, like the one we've already seen here, that I'm blanking on the name of. Oh, the patch 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 late, the later might on. make it, bo- that's currently borderline, might make it go and push it into playable. Yeah, or, so or, or the, yeah, yeah, if, if, if you've actually, like, if you look at your deck, you're like, oh, hey, there are actually six armors that I'm playing with. Or I'm already playing armor. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, that's happening right now, but, like, a, whatever, you know, the cards are around for the rest of the arc. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those cards that I very clearly think of as, this could be good in the future. Right. If if yeah. they give it enough support. If that, that crab dude has, like, a couple of babies or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Caillou Village. This yeah, I actually, I early on in testing really liked Caillou Village because I don't like my dudes to be naked. But then I realized that the second city is the best thing in the world. Yes. Ever. You know, they're not mutually exclusive, right? I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> I only want... Two cards in my deck that aren't either money or things to kill things. That's my budget. <laughs> hmm. That's a small budget. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. this segment is ridiculously long, so <laughs> I'm going to say that it's done. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter strange assembly either place. Thanks for listening.